You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. We at Represent would like to acknowledge and pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land on which Sin operates, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Sin Media respectfully acknowledges their ancestors and elders, past, present and emerging. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and their ancestors of the lands and waters across Australia where our content reaches. Sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. You should go to school. Yeah. That's what we're committed to. No, we want that. Yes, no, we want that. No. I haven't flip-flopped. I said no originally, then I said yes, then I have said no, and I've stuck to it. I didn't need to do this. I've already done a lot of war for the election. The English fought a civil war over this matter. Over this matter. Don't deal with the nuance of the Canberra bubble. I don't know what to do with it. We have so much money. What we want is more learning in schools and less activism in schools. Issues that perhaps may be controversial today, but 30 years from now, your children, your grandchildren are going to be thankful that you stood up for what it was right. Represent. 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 You're listening to Represent. You are listening to Represent. Welcome. Um, we're back. I'm back. I wasn't there on Friday, but I, I'm I am also now. back. You're back. Um, <laughs> I was there on Friday though because I'm very committed to this program. Are. I brought you a gingerbread though, so oh, that should make you. up for it. Thank you. Naya doesn't get one because she's couldn't be bothered being here. Yeah, we can split her one. No, she had something come up, so she can't be here. But she did record us a segment, so you'll still get to hear from her. Lucky. Oh, phew. God. But um, yeah. I don't know what I'd do if I couldn't hear from Naya on Tuesdays. I know, right? Um, but it's a really exciting day. We've got really exciting news to announce. It's plastered all over the studio. Oh, you yeah, I was really confused here. about what yeah, we yeah. were talking about. How did I miss it? I know. Um, well, I don't know. Should we do a drum roll? I'll do a drum roll. Are you announcing it or am I? You got, you're the EP. You <laughs> so announce it. We... Okay, wait, we got to do it. we got to do it again. Drum okay. roll. We saved Sin! Yay. Let's go! Sin is alive. Thanks for your donations. Um, we raised over $60,000 to keep the station on the air. And apparently that's enough for our expenses. A- apparently that's enough, so we can't wait to do another one next year. <laughs> yeah. We'll be on the air for 24 hours all over again. Exactly. It'll be exciting. But, um, yeah, thanks to everyone who donated. And if you still want to donate, the donation page is still up. Oh, is it? And you can still donate. Oh, that's so um, funny. But, so, you know, I think Sin would still oh, love yeah. some money. Yeah, people um, donated four hours ago. Yeah, like so the donation page yeah. is still there. Yeah. Givenow.com.au forward slash save sin, but we won't need to pump it up every single time we come back on air like we've been religiously doing this entire it time. It might be instinctive. We might not be able to stop. I've been having I've been having dreams where like I'm surrounded by people who are just yelling. Save sin, save sin, save sin, save sin. But yeah, yeah just so, like it's being yelled at us in this studio. Exactly. Yeah. We're in the clear for now, though. We get to keep yeah. being political, yep. live on air, and we get keep to, we get to keep talking about our weekends. Exactly. What which a is great so segue. exciting! How was your weekend, Bridie? Um, I we, we intentionally both didn't no ask each idea. other when we walked in today. I did as not well. ask not ask you intentionally. I just asked I, you how I was your morning was. Like I need to keep this for on air. Right, this is valuable content. Be. Yeah, fresh. Okay. Um, on 
I did some mock auditions with my friends because one of them's auditioning for uni and I've got one next weekend or this weekend now. Um, and then I was babysitting. So How crazy How were the Saturday. kids this week? Uh, they were fine they and were I was fine. working in the morning. So, yeah, lots That's of kid good. interaction, which was... <laughs> bit unusual but and then i was out of town because my aunt and uncle just bought a house up in the country oh what up near shepparton shepparton oh that's a lovely so, area yeah a couple of hours drive out but it was really nice pretty hot but yeah beautiful view from their like back patio Good which i wasn't them. expecting congratulations so, yeah and then i was out for drinks with my fellow trumpets so it was actually a reasonably busy weekend when Absolutely. you put it like that Non-alcoholic drinks, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, just soft drinks. Yeah, just soft. I, I love a good Fanta, you know. Yeah, solo for me, actually. Solo's good. Solo's good. Not hard solo. No, no. No hard no. solo. It's not called I that actually haven't anyway. had that because I like keeping solo as, like, my soft drink. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, how's your I, I, weekend? I've never, heard, I've never drunk alcohol before, so I don't know. Right, got it. Alcohol's bad, anyway. Yeah, period. <laughs> um... <laughs> um, they've had to change the name of it stations. anyway. Yeah, yeah I saw that. youth station. That's actually political. So, got to, got to appeal to the kiddos. But um, yeah, my weekend was good. I I was also out of town. Um, oh, fancy that. I had a friend's twenty first up in just outside of Wallen. Oh, I didn't realize you were that like uh, out of town for that. Yeah, I thought um, you were just like hanging out. Yeah, no, I I mean, so it was the twenty first and. There was accommodation. It was at a venue that oh, had accommodation. Right. It was a, it's a place where they run school camps. Oh, um, but it That's was a weird place to have a twenty first. So it's because she used to volunteer at that place with running the school camps. So okay. I think she's like friends with the people who own it, so they let her use the venue. Oh, is I think okay. was the deal. That's pretty good. It was such a lovely venue as well. Yeah. Like it was dressed up so nicely. Mm. Um, we all got to. Um, everyone who wanted to got to stay the night there as well. So I did oh, that. Oh, that's good. That was lots of fun. Um. The drive is so long, though. Yeah, um, well, I think we went past Wallen on the oh, way. Oh yeah, well, yeah, Shepparton's further away, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, and then we yeah we did. Yeah, the drives the drives a bit long though, but it's a nice drive. Um, yeah. so I was out of town for that. When I came back, I of course saw a film. Um, of course you did. With a work friend, and there was we had to evacuate before the movie even started. Oh, what? Um, because did you do a big fart, Freddie? The, <laughs> <laughs> um, they let some popcorn burn in the um in the popcorn maker, like like burn, like burn, fire burn, fire burn, and um, we all had to evacuate. And it was so interesting because the film I saw was part of the not I wasn't going for the film festival, but it was part of the Jewish International Film Festival program. Uh huh. So they had security there for yeah. obvious reasons yeah. at the moment. Um. So when we were leaving, we were like, "Oh God, what's happened?" Oh my <laughs> we God! We thought there were like, like protesters or, or something. something. Yeah. Um. Oh, but it wasn't right, that. It was just burnt popcorn. But the police were there for some reason. It was crazy. Oh, where was it? Um. It was at the classic in Elstonwick. Oh, I hear there's was, a lot of police down that area at the moment. There are, there are a few, because it's a very also, it's a very Jewish area. Yeah. So, yeah, but the movie was good. The Zone okay. of Interest would recommend. Okay. Um, and I also watched all of the Hunger Games movies. Oh, right. Now, I actually also watched the Hunger Games movies while I was babysitting. Oh, nice. And I thought I'd seen them all, but I don't think I've seen the Mockingjay, the second the, one. The second Mockingjay one. I've, you never finished the, like... I never finished it. The... And I didn't finish series. it on while I was babysitting because she went to bed. Fair enough. Um, and it's quite a long movie, so even in the time after yeah. she went to bed, I didn't finish it. <laughs> How, what did you think of them? What do you think of the franchise? 
Oh, I mean, it was like revolutionary in 2014. Oh, very, very much and so. so it's Everyone quite, was huge on it. Uh, it was yeah. massive. Like, I can't tell you how big it was in words because it was just like everything. I, I like, never got Hunger into Games. it in 2014. What? It, Divergent? I, I've never seen Divergent. Percy Jackson? I, no. <laughs> I haven't seen the movies of those. I've just the, read the books. I haven't read the books of oh Percy my Jackson. God. I haven't seen the movies either, but they've got that new show coming out. Do they? They have a show on Disney Plus. For what? For Percy Jackson. Well, I don't want to show. That the author is like really heavily involved in, apparently. Good for them. But, I um, just read the books and loved yeah, the books. There we go. Um, it was like a real thing in like grade four. Yeah, or something. I I remember because I, 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 I remember everyone else talking it. about it, but I never got into it. Yeah, you're missing out. But you watched the Hunger Games, so you... I, I finally was that watched the, first the Hunger time? Games. First time okay. I've watched what did the you series. Think? I thought it was I thought it was really good. Which one was your favourite? I think my favourite one was the second one. I agree. Cat Catching Fire. Yes, I agree. Um, I really like the outfits in that the, one. Fa- fair enough. <laughs> I just love, like, it opens up the world so much. Yeah, it does. Which I think is really impressive. Um, and the arena was really great. Yeah. I think. Um, I thought the Mockingjay ones could have just been one movie. <laughs> yes, there was opinion. a lot of just like, oh, we're going for a walk in our battle zone. Yeah, I think um, they could have just been one movie. Yeah. Um, like one longer movie, but the first two were already like two and a half hours long. Even longer. Shocked. Like it just cut out the unnecessary plot lines. Yeah. The book is the same length yeah. as the others. Like Exactly. It's a bit weird. But yeah, I'm seeing the new one within the next couple of days. Right. So okay. that'll be good. So it's in I've preparation heard that's for good. That. I've heard I've heard it's really good. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> um but yeah, so good times. Yeah, well there you go. That's funny both watching the Hunger Games. There, there we go. We're, Were, you watching We're on them the same on wavelength. Saturday night? Sorry? Was it on Saturday night? That I watched it? Mm. No. Oh. Unfortunately. That been kind that's of when funny. I was at the twenty first. I was ripping into karaoke on that night. Oh, what's your song? Yeah, oh, there was lots. Um kicks it off with Backstreet Boys. Good. I want it that way. Yeah, so yeah, good. solid. Um, just all the usual karaoke songs. I feel like every time I've done karaoke like a couple times recently, and it's always the same songs that come up. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's like you know you've got your karaoke songs. Yeah. So okay. of course, um, Mr. Brightside, everyone tore yeah. into that. Yeah. It's a great karaoke song. Yeah, it's oh, really I don't know. Good. I go for the ABBA karaoke songs. Oh, ABBA's great for karaoke. ABBA's great for everything. Ab- ABBA's great for great everything. For life. We play an ABBA song. Um, <laughs> Surely I mean, there's look, one in the I'll system. See if one, but it's still only playing from the emergency list. So, Brady, uh, I'll give you two options. <laughs> you can either play an ABBA song, oh, or you s- can play Willow by Taylor oh, Swift. I thought you were going to say, or you have to sing oh, an ABBA song. We haven't mentioned this on air, but Brady. Oh. Yeah. You did get Taylor tickets in the end, didn't you? Uh, sort of. Sort of. But it's... I. It's a bit like, oh, did I really? Because it's like from my aunt's workmate's yes. sister-in-law, and we I haven't actually got in contact with her directly yet because it's just been like through my aunt and then through her workmate. Mm. So it's a bit like I'm still not 100%. But it's like sort of. It's like sort of, in, which which is great considering we did spend an hour on live radio trying to yes. book tickets. Yes, we did. Um, but you got there, sort of. Sort almost. of. You've, you've gotten closer than you were before. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is great. Yeah. Um, shall we hit Watch off the space. song? Maybe. Yeah, we're gonna see if we can play Dancing Queen. Let's let's see if we um, can do it. Come on, surely they fixed the work, music drive at this point. Yeah, we'll pop Naya on after the song, and then we can go straight into. 
answering her questions. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, your own represent. Stay with us. We played I can't believe Willow this. May Taylor Swift on the show. We finally did it. We actually got it working. It's only taken a whole year. <laughs> they fixed the music drive. A whole year of just memeing about this one song. I know. I there said I'd play it once and I never lived it down. Well, I've lived it down. That's the only song we're ever going to be playing from yeah. now on. We've actually only got two artists ever and it's ABBA and Taylor Wait, Swift. Yeah we, we, yeah, we got ABBA playing before Taylor yeah, Swift ABBA. as well, which was huge. There are some songs that I like in this list, though, so it's I'm actually good just going to have some real, like, artistic control now. I think what we should do, this is actually new new yeah. proposal for the for the show. We take a graveyard slot and we just do karaoke all night. <laughs> okay, interesting. <laughs> represent in the early hours. Represent overnight. <laughs> represent up late doing represent karaoke. Represent up late. It's oh what's um sky after dark. Sky, represent oh after God, dark. Represent after dark and we just do karaoke. Alright, well before we do karaoke we've got to listen to Naya's segment. She's talking about Optus. Optus, There's been again. some huge developments. It's so. like, what, three shows in a row or something? Um, yeah, I think we've been three shows in a row. So, Naya, yeah. take it away. Hello. Okay, I am doing this segment on Optus remotely, but I will leave you with some questions. I'm currently set up at the end of my dining table with a microphone on the top of a jar of cocoa powder. But we are improvising, and hopefully it'll go well. So, a quick recap, because we have talked about Optus twice now, but there is more. Two weeks ago on Wednesday, as most people would know, there was a nationwide outage of Optus services, and the big issue was that more than 200 triple zero calls couldn't be connected. According to Chief Executive Kelly Bear Rosmarin during the Senate inquiry, these people have been welfare checked and are all okay, which is quite a relief. According to the ABC, approximately 10.2 million people were affected and more than 400,000 businesses. That's a lot of people. Thousands of dollars have already been distributed to people who have requested compensation. And there was discussion of a misunderstanding between Optus and their parent company, Singtel, when delivering an explanation for the outage in which Optus seemed to be blaming Singtel, but... Bear Rosmarin said that was not the case. Something that has come up recently, but we did chat about briefly, was the question of the CEO of Optus, Kelly Bear Rosmarin's resignation, which in the Senate inquiry, when asked about, she said, it has not been a time to be thinking about myself. However, we did have a long chat about this, and it does tend to be, it's quite a political thing to do, to demand resignation when something like this happens. And it has. We, we see her resign after calls for her to resign. She said it was in the best interest of Optus. She started as CEO in, I believe, 2020, been about April. And she had been deputy since, I believe, March of 2019. So it's been a while. Uh, we know that there has been this um, outage but there has also been the big cyber attack. So these are some high profile mistakes and attacks, of course, not necessarily their fault. Um, and the fault has been passed around a little bit. 
but we have lots of commentary on the resignation. She will be, just before we get into that, uh, replaced temporarily by the Chief Financial Officer of Optus, Michael Venter. We have heard from the CEO of Singtel, who has said Optus needs to regain customer trust and confidence. And the team is working through the impact and consequences of the recent outage and continues to improve. So we've got some positive words there. We also heard, so quite close to home, uh, Mark Gregory, an associate professor at RMIT, said on ABC that Kelly Bear Rosmarin would be remembered as, quote, another CEO in a technology company that really isn't suited for the role and that Australia has a very bad habit of having CEOs and senior management teams who are running our technology companies, especially our essential services, and these individuals are not really aware of the technology sides of their organisations. Yes, they're accountants or lawyers, but unfortunately they don't have that technology knowledge so that when something goes wrong, they're actually able to communicate clearly what the problem was and how the company is going to deal with that problem. And of course, we saw that this was one of the biggest criticisms of this outage was the lack of uh, thorough and easy to access communication, especially when social media posts went out to Optus members who could not access social media because of the outage. So it's definitely time to learn, learn and improve. Uh, there has also been commentary from Helen Bird, who is a senior lecturer at Swinburne Law School. She said on the ABC RN AM program this morning, that there is a face-saving exercise going on here. And she says businesses tend to think you can stem the wound by changing the leader at the top of the organisations. She said, in addition to changing the leader, you have to address the systematic issues inside your company. So we've definitely seen a resignation on quite strong grounds and it seems to be well supported that her decision was to resign. But like Helen Bird says, there's more to it than just resigning, getting rid of the person at the top. So my question is, what should Optus do? Is there a way they can make up for the lack of communication? And should she have resigned? We, we've seen mixed reviews on whether she should have. We saw a lot of calls for it beforehand. It's very political to resign or not resign or be called to resign. So prompt for discussion, food for thought. Enjoy. Well, we did enjoy. Thank you, Naya. Mm -hmm. That is some delicious food. <laughs> Great content. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you very much, Naya. So what do we reckon? Can Optus make up for it? Look, I don't think that what they're providing right now is going to make up for it. Definitely not. Um, you know, 200 gigs of extra data. It's like, psh, okay. I, and Who's using that much on their phone? Unless you're like going out. Well, we said this last time, unless you're going out and watching movies, which no one is because you can just download them. Also, who watches movies on the... Okay, some, some on their phone. Do. But, like, well, who's doing you. that regularly? Not the film buff, Freddie. No, I <laughs> I do, but, like, who's doing it? Like, are there normal people who just regularly watch movies on I their phone? I guess if you've got a long train commute, maybe. Yeah, oh, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, but, but even You'd be so, downloading them. Yeah. So it's like, what's the point? Because the trains go out of reception. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess, like, if you're on a V-line, it'd be a good way to pass the time. But, again, yeah. reception. 
Maybe I'll maybe I'll move to regional Victoria just so I can. You could afford ro- a house, right? Exactly, just so I can ride on the V line and pump up my movie watching numbers. That's a good idea. How <laughs> many movies do you reckon you? No, we're getting sidetracked. We what, must respect what's, what's Naya. the question? How many movies do you reckon you've watched total in your life? In my oh, in my life, yeah. I don't know, but I don't know if you've ever heard of an app called Letterboxd. Yep, I have. Yeah, well, I'm I'm on that, and I log all my movies on that, oh, and I've okay. logged 600 films on that. What? That's uh, insane. 123 of those are this year. So you've been doing it for six years. I no, not actually. I don't. I've been doing it since. I can actually find out here. But um, yeah. So can they make up for it? No. The answer's no. Okay. Not just, I don't think. Got. I think they'll need to think really hard about what they're going to do to make up for it. I don't know what they should do, but mm. two hundred gigs is not going to cut it. I've been doing it since twenty eighteen. Okay, so that's five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah, close enough. So that's yeah. more than a hundred movies a year. Just over. Yeah, yeah I, I guess so. Um, anyway, yeah. do you think she should have resigned? <laughs> um, oh, look, I I don't know. Like, I think... Look, obviously she's been copping a lot over the past couple years, yeah. so I can totally see why she would have. Yeah. And I think the way that Optus has been communicating onto her isn't the greatest. Isn't the greatest. Mm. But I would have thought that, you know, this isn't something that solely falls on the CEO. It's an institutionally wide issue i would think i don't think it just falls on the ceo so i think it would have been great if she sort of maybe committed and went i'm going to fix this yeah but also i can totally see that maybe the board or her would have been like you need to go well that's sort of what she did in the cyber attack and i feel like you've done it once yeah that's true she'd already have a chance whether or not it was her fault like, I feel like it was kind of inevitable. But yeah. I'm not kind of sitting here going, oh, my God, I'm so glad she resigned. Like, she must resign immediately. Does anyone truly care? Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> yes, it affected a lot of people. And, yes, there was probably some bad consequences with the triple zero calls. Yeah. But also, like, it's just like- kind of whatever. When Telstra goes down, are they going to call for the CEO of Telstra to resign? Who even is the CEO? To, like, you know, it's... I don't know. I feel like when Christine Vicky Holgate... Vicky Brady. I don't know who that is. Yeah, neither. Um, when Christine Holgate, the post office CEO, yeah. resigned, that was a huge thing. But I guess that is but a bit that was different, different because, because it's it was a, like government a government enterprise. asked her to resign and yeah. whatever. Right? So there was all that controversy about that and there's just not about this people are just so like i don't think like does anyone still care like um was anyone still mad like two days after the outage yeah like even they said i heard on the radio that like there were those 228 triple zero calls that didn't go through Mm -hmm. and all of them were welfare checked and were fine yes afterwards yes also why is it telco doing a welfare check that's really like weird to me Maybe, but i guess you would have to in that situation i'm guessing so they probably just enlisted the police to be like hey these are the calls that can didn't you go check? through can you you should yeah. suss these out yeah yeah Which anyway like good i don't know i just kind of feel very ambivalent about this it's just like because you're an just, optus customer yeah you i don't know. care i don't care and like i don't to be fair, like, I don't make the decisions for my family on what telco we yeah. use. But 
Even if I did, I wouldn't care. Yeah. I mean, I was an Optus customer for one week. Yeah, you're not anymore. I, well, just because I wanted to try it. And even yeah. when Optus was up in my area, it wasn't it great. It didn't work, yeah. So it was just like, I'd rather, no like, I, I want, like, regardless of the outage, I, based on how that was working, I just wasn't going to stay with it anyway. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, yeah, even then, like, my phone was down the first day I was with Optus. I, I didn't care. That is insane, like, timing. It's, it's quite funny. But, it's like, really funny. I didn't care. Because, I mean, like, I was kind. Of, I know I said this last week, but matter? I was living the dream. Like, yeah, really, you loved it. I had a great I, time. It didn't affect me at all because I was at work from six to three, and by the yeah. time my phone was working, by the time I yeah, walked out of work, it was work, working about midday for me. I think. Yeah, and I had Wi-Fi at work, so yeah. I was like, I, I didn't care. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. Anyway, well, but yeah. Um. So the represent consensus is doesn't we, matter. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Maybe Naya cares, but unfortunately she's not here to tell Naya's us. Naya's also not an Optus customer, if True. I remember correctly, yeah. so I don't think she cares either. No one cares. Everyone no one should cares. stop caring. We and, should um, um, listen to good, oh, yeah, Glad Wait, no, one more. Gladys is oh, like in the that. running for I the CEO, which is crazy. So funny. Doesn't that- isn't she like going to ICAC again or the courts or something. <laughs> she? Like she's still there's That's still so Daryl Maguire stuff swirling around her. You know what her that around. that I will care about and I think if they install her as CEO that would be the biggest disaster. Yeah. Not because not because of her specific kind of, but not because <laughs> she's not equipped to lead it. Yeah, but because but, there is so much baggage with her yes, right now exactly. that if you were Optus is already in hot water. Yeah. The this solution is not is the not... time to appoint exactly. a politician to be your boss. Who has been accused of corrupt behaviour. Yeah. So, like, if that happens, that would be really funny. It would be really funny. And I will laugh about that, and that yeah. would be great. But um, they shouldn't do that. That yeah. would be a disaster. But, yeah, ABBA. Yeah. They should have put them as CEO. Yeah, no, that's a good just, idea. They All can right. have the ringtones. Just You're the listening to Represent. We're about to play some ABBA. Yeah! And I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 what a oh, tune. We're living it up in the this studio This is the right best now. show. It's a shame we don't have cameras set up because every time we play a song, we, we, get we just so excited. We celebrate. It's like a party. We'll video it. Well, um, and put it on the Instagram for the next one. Hit up the um, story that we just posted at yeah. Represent on Instagram. <laughs> um, it also, I think it posted to our Facebook as well because there's oh, a really? Facebook logo on there when I posted oh. it, so I think it's okay. there too. But um, I didn't know that. But, but yeah, um, yeah, we're 40 minutes into the show. We've got uh, we've got t- 15 minutes left, and we yeah. still have both of our segments because we have too Let's much go. fun playing music. Brian, right. infrastructure. Picture yourself okay. in a office. One of those weird open plan offices. Okay. You're in Utopia. I am in Utopia. Who's your character? My character is Luke McGregor because I cool. relate to the introvertedness. Okay, got it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, not the point. We're not getting sidetracked. Keep you're going. in Utopia. Okay, okay, you're Luke McGregor. From the 10 I minutes I've watched of it before will be the show. Jim Limo. Limo. Um, and Naya can be. Um, I feel like she'd want to be Celia Pacola. Yeah. <laughs> so. You're in a utopia. What are you talking about if not infrastructure? Yes. Uh, Anything else, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're talking infrastructure. At the end of last week, the Federal Infrastructure Minister, Catherine King, she's been in the news a lot lately with what was Qantas and now infrastructure, they've shaken up infrastructure funding. When I say shake up, I do not mean shake up. I mean they've cut off a bunch of projects that they don't like. Yeah, I saw this, actually. Crazy, right? So like 82 projects will be scrapped. They're no longer funding 50, the federal government, and 32 will be left up to the states to do. Um, I think this is an attempt to reduce inflation because 
when you start yes. announcing infrastructure projects, that brings inflation up. Apparently, now we're not in, uh, announcing infrastructure projects, so we're trying to bring inflation down. It makes sense. And they've said the projects that they didn't cut are still a priority, but we'll just have to wait and see a bit with that. Anyway. Yeah, okay. We've got things like a lot of car parks, um, particularly in New South Wales and Queensland, but really everywhere. That makes a lot of sense. Highway and freeway upgrades in rural and regional areas. Interesting. Um, Frankston line rail upgrade. Ooh, the yikes. Newcastle to Sydney fast rail. Oh, Geelong fast rail. What are they doing? The M80 Ring Road, the Mornington Peninsula Highway, freight roads and interchanges <sighs> in WA, and some roads in South Australia and Tasmania and the ACT. So, a lot of okay. stuff that you would think is probably a good idea to get done is not getting done. But yes, okay. For Melbourne, there's a bit of an upside. We yep. are going to get the airport rail eventually. It will probably be beyond 2029 when it's projected. Oh, oh um, my God. Negotiations had stalled as the government <laughs> and airport could not agree whether the station should be above ground, which is cheaper, and the government wanted that, or below ground, which the airport wanted like it is in Sydney. Who cares? Yes. Thank you. What? <laughs> that must be the theme of this oh show. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Get over it. <laughs> it's going to cost 8 to $13 billion. What? Like, okay, anyway, more on that in a minute. Oh, um, the okay. Logan Gold Coast Fast Rail will go ahead. So that's Brisbane to the Gold Coast. Yep. Perth's Metronet, which is a massive rail upgrade, 72 k's of new rail and thirty. Uh, sorry, 23 new stations. And the federal government's actually going to increase their contribution to some of those projects. So okay, so there, are there is upside. Um. Despite the fact that New South Wales and then Victoria lost the most in funding, Queensland are the crankiest. They've lost $449.5 million of funding. And the Premier says, quote, this infrastructure review does not have our cooperation and we do not agree with this plan. (laughs) So they're unhappy. They're particularly unhappy about the redistribution into these things called transport corridors. I don't really get what they are, but, you know, I'm just going to be honest here. Like, we, um, we acknowledge our faults here on the yeah, show. On yeah, on Represent, we're preoccupied with ABBA. And, there we go. Um, we're too busy Taylor on the playlist. <laughs> um, they've said that this transport corridor situation will cap the funding that they can put into the Bruce Highway, okay. which is Queensland's biggest road. Um, goes all the way up the East Coast. Oh. Um, and where am I? I've lost my spot. Oh, they're estimated to be able to spend $6 billion less on the Bruce alone over the next two years. Uh, sorry, 10 years, not two years. Yeah. Which is a lot less <clears throat> on a big highway. Definitely. Um, Especially such a long highway as well. Yeah. And this is also fueled by an earlier announcement that the Commonwealth is moving away from paying 80% and the state's paying 20 for regional road projects and will split it evenly with states. So that's not going to go down too well. Yeah, no. Amusingly, the Deputy Premier, Stephen Miles, will lead a delegation of mayors to Canberra (laughs) and the Queensland Farmers Federation and the Trucking Association will also join Team Queensland to lobby for more infrastructure funding. I hope they get some T-shirts made. Oh, that's so good. We should get some T-shirts made. Team represent. There we go. Merch coming up. But I don't know about the purple and orange. I think we might need to change our colours. I, I've always thought of representers more orange and white. Really? I always think of it as red and blue. Red and blue? Where'd the red come from? Labour from... and liberals? Like, oh. politics? Oh, yeah, that... May... I was thinking, like, our podcast yeah, I cover know, and Yeah, I know, but I think stuff. we should change our colours. Oh, that's what you think it should be. 
Yeah, red that's how blue. I see us. I see okay. us as a red and blue show. Okay, red and blue and white. Something to play with. Yeah, over yeah. The we'll summer. discuss this off air. Sorry, yeah. everyone. Um, <laughs> New South Wales. Brady and I sidebarring. For yeah, literally. Um, New South Wales <sighs> lost five point four billion dollars in funding. They've said it's disappointment with a capital D that they're feeling. Um, Jeez, that's how you know it's serious. I know. So a billion dollar upgrade of the Great Western Highway through the Blue Mountains is one of the biggest projects to lose Commonwealth funding. And they're not going to be able to hasten the speed of trains between Newcastle and Sydney um, because their plan to quadruple a 10k stretch of track between Tuggera and Wyong is now unfunded. Okay. So, sad face. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Newcastle Fast Rail. Um, Victoria, we lost $4.8 billion in funding. But the airport rail will cost between 8 to $13 billion, and the feds have committed $5 billion. So, theoretically half if we go for the middle of the estimate. But, you know, realistically, it'll be $15 billion. Yeah. Um, But interestingly, I feel like Jacinta Allen did not go like Anastasia Palaszczuk on this announcement. I think because of the airport rail, she was sort of a bit cranky, saying that, well, the federal government, they have not contributed anything, not a dollar, to the Metro Tunnel. So that's entirely funded by Victoria. Which doesn't totally surprise me. No, I don't but think, I think it's, it's a it's a metropolitan. Unhelpful. Oh, not metropolitan. It's connecting the outer suburbs, I guess. But but I, I mean, if they're investing in all sort, the federal government, yeah. like I think it's normal to invest in public transport and should be expected. Yeah, true. I, I guess I guess so. Maybe I've been watching too much Utopia. Yeah, maybe you have <laughs> been. I'm gonna get onto that tonight. Yeah. Meanwhile, funding for 12 other projects in Victoria is being cut, including $2 billion for Melbourne to Geelong Fast Rail. Classic, right? What a shame. Um, Which was a project that was a commitment before the 2019 federal election by the former coalition government. Mm -hmm. And the Victorian government had to match that commitment, which Daniel Andrews, he labelled the project a fantasy, but then he went on to match the funding. So Yeah, okay. Interesting series Mixed messaging. Of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So Chris Mins, the New South Wales Premier, he says he's not whinging about the Commonwealth not paying for policing of Israel-Palestine protests or infrastructure. He just says that New South Wales deserves their fair share. But I mean, what a lot of what I'm reading, it is a bit whingy. Like, sorry, but New South Wales. You may be doing their- your job, but. Your job includes whinging. New South Wales does get their fair share. Exactly. To be honest, they do. They do a fair bit. Yeah, they get. They a get lot. more than their fair share yeah. most of the time. And now they've had their fair share of infrastructure cuts. There we go. <laughs> um, we're in the lead up to the final national cabinet of the year. So funny they're still doing that after COVID. Oh. Um, on the sixth of December, and the rift apparently between New South Wales and federal Labor is widening. Oh. That's um, the soundboard moment. Anyway, <laughs> um, there was an interview with Murray Watt, or maybe press conference, I think, actually. Um, he was asked why state premiers were criticising the federal government, and he said that having a crack at Canberra was often seen as a route to success in state politics. But he conceded that in some cases, state governments would need to stump up more funding of their own under the new formula, but that the federal government's funding amount had not changed. So I'm not sure where he's getting that because that's not how it sounds to me. What is, yeah, what is, they, the state governments need to stump up more funding, but the federal government is funding the exact same amount, but they're also cutting 82 projects. Yeah. And, yeah. What? Yeah, I know. 
Oh, politics. Anyway, it's the best, isn't it? Oh, I love politics. Um, So should the government be... I'll ask you one question, actually. Okay. Uh, Yeah, should the government be paying for more? Um, Should they be cutting infrastructure right now? I think it's very... I think it's a very sudden shift. Yeah. Like, it's come out of nowhere. Um, I think maybe just cutting projects, especially regional projects, especially rail projects. Yeah. Not a great time. I can... Yeah. Totally get behind cutting <laughs> car parks in New South Wales. Yeah, which is probably giving, like, pork barrelling again. Yeah, exactly. Just like back. That money's just going straight into Wilson Parking's pocket probably as <laughs> yeah. well. Um, yeah. I can totally get behind that, but, like, you know, cutting Geelong to, to Melbourne rail, cutting regional rail, um, even freight roads in Western Australia I don't think should mm. be cut, especially yeah. because we've been going through such a supply chain crisis recently, even with COVID being over. Yeah. The last thing we need... I think we need to be pumping it up a lot more, not cutting funding. So some I can get behind, some I can't. But you know what? Politics is give and take, you know? Yeah, true. What do you reckon? Um. Yeah, look, I think... To combat inflation, yeah, I think they should have just put them on hold, not cancelled them entirely. Yeah, that's a good... Yeah. I think, like, infrastructure is necessary whether inflation is happening or not. And it's pretty hard to get inflation down, as we've all heard, but, like, yeah. I'm sure they could find another way. They can get the best minds in the country onto it. Exactly. And they're choosing not to. So <laughs> That's kind of on them. Anyway, exactly. your segment time. Sh- should I just save it till Friday? No, no. Just, oh, well, really? You have to just speed through. You've got Th- three minutes. Three minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> How much can I get done? I'm just going to read exactly what I've got written here. Okay. So, Attorney General Mark Dreyfus has publicly said that he wants journalists to have greater protection against prosecution when publishing classified information. Yay! His calls come with the release of a massive review into Australia's secrecy offences, which was released today. Uh, The review was announced December last year after concerns were expressed about how much legislative ground has been given in the interest of national security, which has been said to infringe on the public's right to know what the government is doing. And this review also came after the AFP raided ABC's Sydney offices over war crime reporting in 2019, fun, and the home of a News Corp journalist over reporting on plans to increase the powers of government spying agencies in the same year. When this all happened, the New York Times called Australia the most secretive democracy. Jesus. Uh, Also, when these raids happened in 2019, the then Attorney General Christian Porter, you might remember him from a few things, instructed Commonwealth prosecutors to seek his permission before charging the journalists. Mark Dreyfus and the Review wants similar instructions to be enshrined in federal law which Mm -hmm. I think is a really great step forward. Uh, Mark Dreyfus said, as a general proposition, journalists should never face the prospect of jail just for doing their jobs, which, as an up-and-coming journalist, I support that. Yay! This is just catered for you, isn't it? Exactly. It's all about (laughs) me. (laughs) Um, A big part of this reform would be around reducing the amount of secrecy offences. It is extremely hard to find out what a secrecy offence is. Yeah. I couldn't find a proper explanation, but what I came up with is essentially if you are a government worker, a government officer, there is currently 875 things that have been determined that if you come to know of the details of them while you are working for the government, you are not allowed to disclose them to anyone. 
right at okay. all. These include things from national security to tax law. So the review released uh, wants to reduce those uh, that have criminal liability. They want to reduce those to 707 from mm-hmm. 875. So a big drop, but also 707 is still said to be extremely excessive. Okay. Um, so reducing the secrecy offences aims to ensure that they only apply to things that actually have the potential to threaten national security, which is what it is intended to do, uh, instead of just being things that the government doesn't want you to know out of, you know, the government being embarrassed or just not looking good, like war crimes, for example. That would not be a good look. Um, yeah, but the Australian people need to know about that sort of thing. Yes. You know, because war crimes that have already happened don't really threaten our national security that greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the powers of secrecy laws will be extended further to apply to more people, including consultants, which is intended to close the gap that led to the confidentiality breach at PwC earlier this year. Yeah. So while many are welcoming the reduction in criminal liability, there's also criticism of how much extension of power this is getting. Um, this is all coming in the midst of the prosecution of David McBride, which we haven't talked about on the show at all this no. year. Um, previously an army lawyer who went on to leak what is now known as the Afghan files to the ABC, McBride made a guilty plea on Friday as he had literally no other option after the Australian Capital Territory Courts upheld the Commonwealth's claim that the, the documents needed to be classified for national security. The government has faced backlash and the case highlights the weak protections we have for our whistleblowers, which there was a paper released last Thursday which called for more reforms around whistleblowers, including a committee that would be dedicated to protecting them, which is hotly contested as to whether we need that, but I would love to see it. Show over. Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Not much time quick. to do that segment, but there you we go. Through. Show's over. No, very good. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> Hoist yes. is next. Listen back to Represent. <laughs> We're on Omni. We're on Spotify, Podcasts, Apple, wherever um, you get your podcasts. Uh, what else? We have social media. I'm about to post on the Instagram. That's in Represent. That's in Represent. Um, Instagram, Twitter, and Threads. Yep. X, if you like. Um, Formerly known as And do we have anything else to say? What I song are we queuing up for the people we're after this one? for uh, Fearless by Taylor Swift. Let's go! <laughs> All right. We'll have to see if it works. But and you are on sin. Remember, remember to stay, stay political. political. And see you on Friday and at 3. 3 p.m. on Friday. Hi, we're Bridie and Freddie from Represent. Airing Tuesdays, 5 p.m. on sin. We talk politics every single week. We have the biggest stories and we have the hottest takes. Ooh, spicy. And we interview political changemakers about the things that matter most to young people. If you're interested in it, we're probably talking about it. So make sure to tune in Tuesdays 5pm or anytime on your preferred podcast platform. And join us while we... Stay political. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show. (laughs) 